Hey kids, you're listening to the internet's wettest podcast about video games, consoles, and pancakes. The SML Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is the SML Podcast. I am your host, Joe. Joining as usual, Jacob and uh, Brie are here, but no Aki yet. Yay. Hello. More importantly, Grant Henry is here. How are you doing, sir? I'm fine. It's Friday, so I'm confused. I know. We usually do this on Thursday, but the Game Awards happened, and we had to watch that. I'm sorry, the what? The Game Awards. Game Awards. Yeah, it's it's this thing where they pretend to care about developers, and then they run ads for three hours. Oh, that, that oh yeah, it was just a whole bunch of. I thought it was just like a, it was just test for commercials. It was just that yeah. for. Was it how yeah? How long was it? Like three hours, three three hours, hours and ten like, minutes. Oh yeah, I thought it was like like just shy of three hours, but yeah, Oof, it's a lot. Yeah, plus the half hour pre-show, so three and a half hours. Oh that's yeah, a lot that's, of, that, that's a lot of a lot of thunder drums and. Uh, and uh, particles and suits of armor and cause, and sneak guns <laughs> for three and a half hours. Well, hopefully we could uh, we could sum it up in less than three and a half hours because we got it to do. But uh, let's go down what happened at the Game Awards. I'm just going to discuss the actual like trailers that they showed off because yeah. if if the Game Awards don't care about the actual Game Awards, why should anyone else? I think it's a farce. It's it's a shame what they do to devs. They just rush them off stage as quick as they can. They'll plow through four awards in forty seconds and then let some celebrity talk for twenty minutes. So, it's a money making machine. I mean, it's a it's a it's it's I don't know. It's more egregious than some of the high profile award shows. I think because they actually give those people some time and there's more personalities and stuff. But like, it's just. I mean, it's it's really funny. It's like a winter E three now. Yeah, really. Mm. You know, it I really mean, is. They didn't announce any hardware stuff this time, but I believe, didn't they like show off the Series X at one of the Game Awards or something? They did some yeah. sort of, I don't know, I feel like some of the yeah, hardware was showing off. It at the at the Game Awards a couple years back. So it's like a winter E3, really. And that, that excites me. I don't care as much about the award stuff, but it is fun to see trailers. Yeah, and there were, there were tons of trailers, tons of uh, world premiere events. Yeah. They, they didn't have the world premiere sound clip this year, so I had to insert that during the live stream <laughs> oh, well done like every time our next trailer world premiere yeah it was but, well uh, they they kick things off with joseph Ferris from Hazelight talking about brothers a tale of two sons getting a remake coming out in february i love it i love that game so i will be playing this for sure great game i think i think that leaked a little bit before the show started but it's it's still cool that they're the, that game's getting a remake it's a really you play that? game years you play ago. That I don't remember a thing about it. It's it's the one where you play each brother is a, is a, is a stick on the controller yeah. and you move them independently. It's super cool. It's very emotional though. Very. Be, be warned. <laughs> very. Yes. Absolutely. But really well done. I guess they made crap tons of money from it takes two and they could just do this on the side. That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm figuring, you know, more power to them. So 
Uh, Pony Island 2 was revealed. Bree, you yes. were excited about that one, yes? Yes. Yes, I was sitting there watching it. I'm like, this looks like a Mullins game. And then it came up, Pony Island 2, Panda Circus. And I was like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. I think we talked about Pony. I think we've talked about Pony Island before, Bree. Maybe that maybe that even well, came up. Because I on- did Inscription. Uh, yes, you, that's what yes, it was. When it came to console, so yep. yeah, um, yep. I'm, I'm I, I I dove back into Pony Island, and um, I've still yet to get my hands on Hex or the Hex, but uh, yeah. Yeah, Pony Island is one of those games. They're like it's like one of those games that's cheap enough you just buy it for people. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like you need to play this. Like I'm putting yeah, this in your it's, library. It's weird. Um, I don't know how to explain it. Just 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 do it. But yeah, like yeah. I, that. I it's the only uh, the only thing I said during the show while I was watching it out loud was no fucking way for Pony Island. <laughs> I was like, you are kidding me. I was I was pretty excited, but it's not coming out until like what did they say, 2026 or something? Oh yeah, it was yeah. like a weird like. We're going to just tell you that we're doing this and it'll get here when it gets here. That's fine. Yeah, basically. That's how a lot of them are. I'm mm-hmm. surprised how many are really far off, but I stuff the It get is almost to the fact 2024. That, yeah, 25 yeah. is just like almost just a year away. And to yeah. me, in my mind, that's like, that's the fucking future. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, 26, though. That, that feels far off to be announcing it, but it looks like a much bigger game with, you know, more stuff going on. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Color Gray Games showed off The Rise of the Golden Idol. I don't know too much about this. And tr- trailer was a little confusing, I thought. I couldn't quite figure out what it was. But I guess yeah, it's a sequel to The Case of the Golden Idol, which, again, I don't know anything about. Oh, so. like a mystery detective something? Maybe. Okay. Uh, after that was Finji showing off Usual June for 2025. That looked neat. neat. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Wow, that was weird. Yes. It did. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on the box. <laughs> neat. SML podcast. That looked neat. <sighs> uh, the Odd Gentleman showed off Harmonium the Musical, which I thought looked really, really cool. Uh, yes. It is about a deaf girl who communicates through sign language and then for some reason musical numbers, which I, confused me. I, I don't which know. Which are signed? Yeah. But she has a voice in the musical numbers and it confuses me. That seems kind of out of place. I, I kind of got the impression that it was, um, you know, a marriage of, of the hearing in the deaf world in that, you know, she's, she is, um, I, so when I was in college, I did some um, sign language and one of the things that you would have to do as a project is sign a song because part of what sign language is all about is interpretation. It's not always distinctive. This is the word. This is the sign. There's interpretation. And so, like, I got to really play with that when I was in the circus um, working with the deaf clown. I know this is like too many words of weird things <laughs> all at once here. Whoa. I know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, some of the things you learn is that you you move your body and your emotions uh, like of your hands, you can wiggle your hands even while you're making a sign to, you know, make uh, if you're making a, a cat sign uh, and then you make the cat excited or the cat runs up a tree and then you have your hand as the tree and the tree kind of wavers because the cat has jumped on the tree. And so you're creating these like landscapes, like visually as you're singing and your body is moving with it. And so all of that is a song. It, it's a, it's a movement. It's, it's, it's its own thing. And so I think that that's kind of some of what they're going for there is that, that there is this, this music, this beauty 
to the signing that is not just I'm putting words out with my fingers. So that was the impression I got from it. I would love to get Aki's thoughts, but she's still not back yet. <laughs> I know. It's a bummer. Like yeah. I, I saw the trailer come on during the music or yeah, the music awards, the game awards. And I'm just like, where is Aki? I messaged her like, there's a game about a deaf girl. Where are you? It's definitely nothing, nothing we've ever seen before. And that's always kind of fun to see show up mm-hmm. at a big AAA thing. Unless there, it has been done before and I just don't know. But good to see. I've the, never seen it done getting, before. Yeah. So, uh, from the makers of Dead Cells, they showed off a game called Windblown. Uh, it's going to be hitting PC early access in 2024. It's like a co-op brawler. Uh, that one looked pretty cool. How about the blood in that trailer? That was yeah. like ridiculous. It was so colorful and sunny. and then, Cute and colorful and then just ripped to shreds. <laughs> yeah, wild. Yeah. It was really wild. But like, but like cartoony and, you know, mm-hmm. it was interesting. Cute ripped to shreds. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thumper is getting a follow-up called Thrasher. Hell yeah. That was a surprise. That that's yes. I I never thought we would see a follow up to Thumper, especially this many years later. I guess it's the it's just the it's the it's the artist and the music guy. I don't think it's there were two people that worked on Thumper. I think this is just one of them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, the music's pretty important, and the music yeah, was great. Very Thumper, much in so. the same vein. So looks awesome. I thought it looked like a VR game too. It was it a V? Is it a VR game? Or were they just show, maybe it's both because Thumper is oh. one of the premier, uh, yeah. was one of the first VR games. Period. So maybe they look like they're one. So I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it is VR or at least VR capabilities in there. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Uh, speaking of games that haven't been around for a while, World of Goo is getting a sequel. What is even happening? Mm. How many Dang. years has it been? <laughs> it's got to be like ten or so. I think it was fifteen. I think yeah. it said. I think in the trailer. It joked about it, but I think it was fifth. Was that is that right? I think it was yeah, fifteen it years. Yeah, pretty bonkers. I love that game. Great game. Uh, I've never played it. Oh, hello, it's classic. Oh, hey, Yaki's here. Yo, oh, uh, fuck. Damn. <laughs> did you did you flip the switch to on? No, I had to completely turn off my computer. I, hmm. I don't know what. And the then you happened. flipped the switch I, to on. No, the switch was always flipped to on. <laughs> uh, well, Mostly because it. There's only an off. So, well, we'll jump back, back a few games because I I want your opinion. Tell us about your thoughts on Harmonium the Musical. I want it. I want it so bad. I want it. <laughs> I need it. I have to have it. I need it dr- injected directly into my brain. It looks so cute, and it's about deaf people. And and the sign language is correct because I know sign language, and I recognize the signs that she was using. They're all correct for ASL. I That's love cool. That. I- I would hope that that you know, with someone enthusiastic enough to make this game, they'd get it right. But I just kept thinking to myself, how difficult this must be, you know, yeah. to do it. I, so. I learned today actually that I'm pretty sure uh, at least one of the writers, if not the main writer, is actually a deaf woman. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. So cool, cool. that was pretty cool. I want this game so bad. <laughs> oh, I need it. Uh, they ended the pre-show with a new look at Metaphor Refantasio. That's the the game with the persona pedigree. That looks incredible. Yeah, I love the visual design. I do not like the actual design of their games, though, that much. Really? Yeah, I love the visuals of it. I do not like how it's split between, oh, here's combat. Oh, here's real life. I don't particularly care for their 
combat all that much. And I don't know why. Hmm. Oh, maybe this one will change your mind. But uh comes out maybe. fall 24. So it has a release uh, window, at least. Nice. Uh, then on to the Game Awards. They sh- they open off the show with a game called Exodus with Matthew McConaughey being featured in it. Yeah. It looks so. kind of interesting. All right, all right, all right. I was waiting for it. I was- yeah, he tried to not say that. He he, oh, had he a said it. awkward on uh, a little awkward it. way around it before he said it. Yeah, and then there was like, pew, pew pew pew. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one who's like, I kind of want this game. <laughs> no, it looked interesting. Okay, it, it, yeah, I'll give it a go when it comes out. You- what kind of game do you think it's going to be? I have a feeling it's going to be kind of like Returnal, except for more focused on melee combat. If Matthew McConaughey's involved, I hope it's a romance simulator. <laughs> dating sim sci-fi game. Sci-fi action dating sim. Yes. I'm there. <laughs> uh, after that, they showed off God of War Ragnarok getting Valhalla DLC. Two big surprises. First off, it's free. That's pretty oh, nice. Second, it's out next week on the 12th. Yeah. That's cool. So very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool reveal there. God of War fans have some more to dive into for free. Yeah, very yeah that's awesome. pretty awesome. Uh, Untitled Goose Game Developers House House showed off a new game called Big Walk. I What's know. on what, this one? Is, is, it, <laughs> is it multiplayer? Like, it looks like it is. It's like I these little... Know. Weird, colorful, toy-like looking creatures, but it seemed like people were talking to each other, saying real things that real people say, and there's like mini-games, and I don't know, it looks completely bonkers. Uh, It's like hyper-realistic design, and then the characters are like Duplo blocks. Yes, that's a good way to They're like weird little birds. And they they're hopping around making weird little noises, and I don't know what it is. But I'm I'm in. Yeah, looks cool. Yeah, I'm I'm down for it. Uh, they showed off a new trailer for Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. It is getting a demo on January 11th, and uh, I think the yeah. gameplay looks good. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be playing that one. That looks but there was too. constant commentary about the hair. The, oh yeah, the hair defies gravity and and physics <laughs> and, and things. As it should. Yeah, I don't get the hair design, but I think Ian made a bigger deal about that. Then again, Ian also did not like the fact that Alan Wake won any awards last night. Oh, <laughs> really? He's not a fan of Alan Wake too. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Well, it's okay for him to be wrong. You know? <laughs> I'm playing it right now, and I'm just like, I'm just. I can't wait man. to play it. I haven't it's, picked it up yet. It's the th- it's like it's the thickest atmosphere of any game I've ever played in my entire life. You feel like you are swimming through this game. It's terrifying. But, I want to love know. it, but I played like an hour of it, and it is actually not capturing my attention. And I don't know what, what's up with that. I know. Did you? I gotta find, you I gotta find time. I, I I love I love the first one, but I I don't know. I just maybe need to find the right time, mental space to sit down and like actually get into it when I'm not distracted by other things. And the right mind space. Click. Yeah, yeah. Gotta gotta get the red right headspace. There's a place called the Mind Space in the game. That's the only reason yes. I said that. Oh, Terrible. really? Yes. Didn't, didn't <laughs> land. Didn't land. Yes. Womp womp. It's Find the soundboard. Yeah. I'm only like, I'm probably four out, four ish out. It was in maybe. I don't know. I'm t- taking it slow, but yeah, we are. Here it is. Taking it slow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Have you got your world premiere uh, sound on here somewhere? <laughs> Please, Why not? God, I'll no. just do that live. World premiere. Yeah, exactly. I'll have to That's save that for next time. <laughs> uh, after that, they showed off new trailer for Senua Saga Hellblade 2. Yes. Yes, I need it. And yes. it now has a 2024 release frame. Yes. So sometime in the year, hopefully. It's yeah. It's un. It's oh, unclear well. to me, and maybe you, you you all can shed light. Does it play like the first game? Like, is it? It looks like a completely different thing. Do you think it's the same kind of puzzle and occasional battle, or is it? Has it been explained? I think it, it looks more actiony. It looks yeah. a lot more actiony. This was a lot more gameplay, but it was still kind of you know mm-hmm. cut together, all disturbing like. And I just kind of wonder. Uh, but yeah, it's coming. Yeah. I want it. I can't wait. I loved the first one. It was so fantastic. Uh, after that was a, tr- a teaser for a game called Kamuri. I don't really remember much about this one. It was really short. It looked yeah, like it was parkour. It yeah, it yeah was, and it uh, looked like it was like a what three or four person co-op, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing more about that one, because I like the visual style it had. It was very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really tell us anything about the game though <laughs> well and and i think it was like a weird thing because like um this hasn't even been showed off to any potential publishers yet and so yeah it's just like, super super early they were just announcing here's this thing we're working on is here's a pretty trailer come give us money maybe mm. okay yeah speaking of giving money i think i'm about ready to throw some money at moon studios their new game no rest for the wicked looks insane it looks nuts. Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. And it's uh, Moon Studios' first multi-plat game. Mm-hmm. So PlayStation's going to be able to... Well, not their first multi-plat because Ori was on Switch, but their first big uh, multi-plat debut since it'll be debuting on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Yeah, it looks interesting. Uh, it looks like I it might be another Souls-like. Oh, I it thought looks, it was... It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And it'll support four-player co-op. So we'll find out more about that one in March. They're going to show off an inside digital showcase, uh, Mm. Wicked Inside. So we'll have to look forward to hearing more about that one. Uh, After that, this one had a lot of people buzzing. Sega showed off and announced five new games in one trailer. That was, Uh, I'm excited. That was a lot. Five five new old games. I like it. Re reimaginings, I guess, of old franchises: Shinobi, Golden Axe, Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio. Uh, what was the other one? There was one Streets more. Of Rage. Streets, Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage. There yeah. you go. Yeah, they all had a good look. All of them look good. They're all very different. Uh, yeah. Fucking crazy I love taxi. Shinobi. What the hell, mm. Crazy Taxi? Like what? Like oh, sure. Please. <laughs> why? Why, as long as they why get not? The offspring in there. I mean, that would be nice, but I mean, part of the thing with something like Crazy Taxi is that I don't know whether you could go with a full-blown game out of it, like, I mean, as we would think of it now, like, I still feel like, I don't know, I just feel like the game would be relegated to, like, 20 to $30, you know, That's what I'm expecting out of these. I'm expecting $20 games out of these. That's what I hope. Like, I would love if they were, it'd be be amazing if they were all kind of shorter cheaper you know kind of not packaged together but i don't know i you know we'll see how they what they do with that i mean the golden axe looks pretty high def um i don't know we'll see what was that playstation 
one game where you it's kind of like it's like streets of rage but it's isometric uh and you're oh my god what's it called you know what i didn't say anything moving on it looks like that. I, I, I don't know what it's called i can't remember i'm gonna find it uh, okay. i want to know uh, after that, they showed off a new Dragon Ball Budokai game called Sparking Zero. Yay. So, yeah, Dragon Ball looks fighting. Like all the yeah. others. <laughs> Not a Dragon Ball fan. Yeah. Uh, Dead by Daylight is getting a single player game from Supermassive Games called The Casting of Frank Stone. A cinematic horror experience. Looks neat. Ooh. Yeah, it makes sense from Supermassive Games. I mean, to do a cinematic experience. Yeah. I the game was Fighting good. Force, by the way. Fighting Force for PS1. It looks like the new Streets of Rage looks like Fighting Force. Ah. That's all. Oh. All right. It was a good one. <laughs> Continue. Uh, next up, I was excited about this one. As soon yes, as I saw too. the as soon as I saw the the art style, I'm like, this looks like a mana game. And yep, Visions of Mana, new Square Enix mana game is coming. And amazingly it's hitting Xbox. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I gasp. I know. It looks the, really good. The whole time they're showing off the trailer, I'm like, I can't wait for this to be PlayStation exclusive. And then the systems came up at the end, and it's PlayStation, PC, and Xbox. Yay! Yay! Thank Xbox you, Xbox version will be coming out 2028. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I've never played any of the Mana games, so... I didn't know exactly what to expect. It looked so cool. I, I, it, it'd I be nice if uh, if they would release collection of mana on Xbox to prep us yes. for this. Square. Yes, it would. Do it. Hmm. Do it. Yeah. Uh, tail- Make that extra buck. Team Ninja's Rise of the Ronin is coming out March 22nd for PlayStation 5. Man, that game looks really fucking awesome. Yeah, it does. But you're never I mean, going to play it because got it's a on PS5 you, you can buy off of. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that kind of money. I have Gunpla existing. I was going to say, I mean, you could sell off a few of those. Uh, no. Don't even bother <laughs> suggesting that. Uh, next up was probably the biggest time sink of the show where Hideo Kojima showed up to show off yeah. OD. I don't know what the fuck we watched with this trailer. But okay, it looks Ko- creepy. I don't think Kojima knows what we looked at with that trailer. Possible. So, I got the the impression that it was supposed to be kind of this psychological horror filmscape of a game. And that's about the best I could get from that. They said it's supposed to merge games and movies in a new yeah. way. And okay. They they introduced Jordan Peele, who's going to be involved with it. Uh, that, was, that was cool. That was unexpected. Yeah. And then they mentioned um, that yeah. there will be other people involved that they can't talk about yet. Norman makes Reed you wonder if this is going to be like a Masters of a Horror type thing, where they get a bunch of different horror directors involved and make their own segment. Oh, that's not a bad idea. That's, that's a good... That would be cool. That's a good pull. And then didn't he do... So, wasn't he going to be working at some point with... Um, Guillermo del Toro. Well, he did. I mean, that was that was PT, but then Guillermo del Toro also shows up in Death uh, Death Stranding. Death uh, Death Stranding, right? right, right. right. Yeah. Should I play that? I feel like I'm supposed to play. No. No. Okay. (laughs) Don't waste your time. (laughs) Did you you ever want to know what it was like to be a FedEx 
driver, except for you don't get to drive. You have to walk everywhere. I mean, I, I would love to be, I would love to be a, a FedEx driver if I had to carry everything on my back. Um, <laughs> okay, then go ahead. Then you should play it then. Uh, really? Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you want to do then play it because that's what you are and that's your homework for next week grant <laughs> okay yes go be a ups driver <laughs> yes i remember yeah, yes <laughs> yeah just well just meet it meet the guy at the road be like excuse me can i just stack a bunch of boxes and carry them on my- okay anyway. <laughs> i i remember last christmas epic was giving made that their free game for the holiday that was like mm. it was available for free for a couple days, and I was mad because I wanted to just try it. I don't want to. I don't think I'm going to like it, but I do want to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how anyone likes it. To be honest, it looks so boring. I like that. Pretty good reviews. So I like that Kojima exists. I just don't think I. I just have never really played much of what he's done. Yeah, uh, I just. I don't know what there. to think about OD. It's going to be weird. And the weirdest I'm part is this it. is the Xbox game that he's yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. Totally. So we'll see what we'll see what goes on with that. But uh, after that was Jurassic Park Survival, mm-hmm. which looks to be finally an action survival game in the Jurassic Park universe. It is not a building sim. I'm very excited for this. The main character is very cute. I'm all for that. And apparently, it's <laughs> already it's already getting a whole bunch of hate online mm-hmm. because she's a woman and a minority, and I don't get it. Okay. I don't I don't understand. People are dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's cute. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh showed off new trailer for Black Myth Wukong as a launch date of August twentieth. That looks so bitchin'. Anything that's Journey of the West I love. Uh after that was some uh Warframe talk. Uh that's still getting new content all these years later. Pretty crazy. Uh, Tales of Kenzera Zao is a Metroidvania under the EA Originals label. It's going to be coming out April 23rd. I really like the vibe it has. It's really cool looking. Yeah, I thought this one looked really good. I just question how hard the platforming is going to be because they showed some of the platforming jumping between a whole bunch of spiked walls and I'm just like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm good enough to actually manage that. I feel you there. <laughs> I really uh, hope they have uh, some accessibility options for that. Because <laughs> I want to play it. After that was Don't Nod's new game called Lost Records Bloom and Rage. Yeah, I want to know what that's all about. So do I. It, seem, it seems like uh, horror lesbians. Uh, that's that's <laughs> the only things I got from it. Well, you just sold me. You know, I... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it sold me from that too. So, <laughs> put that one on the back of the box. It seems like horror lesbians. <laughs> uh, they Just showed a trailer for the first Berserker Kazan, which is an RPG in the DNF universe. Uh, was that Dungeon Fighter? Did not finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do not finish. Did not finish. Uh, it's going to be hitting PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Uh, looked cool. Yeah, I love the cel-shaded anime-esque look. It was very nice. Uh, then there was a Final Fantasy VII Rebirth footage, uh, and it's getting an Apex Legends crossover in January, which is probably the closest Xbox is going to get to the Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, that's... Yeah. 
I, I love how they started that off by by saying, oh, this is something Final Fantasy fans are going to love. Most Final Fantasy fans probably aren't playing fucking Fortnite. It's Apex. Or Apex, whatever. They're probably not <laughs> playing that piece of shit either. They're both garbage. How would you know? Do you play them? No, I've watched people play them, and they're garbage. Mm. I don't play garbage games, usually. Mm. Actually, you do. I mean, I play a lot of garbage games. Yeah. Only because it's for review. It's my job. Doesn't change the fact. I disagree. Anyway, Skull and Bones is coming out February 16th. That still exists. We'll believe it when we see it. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Nothing Uh, from Brie? Too little, too late for me. I, I just, I don't, I don't need it in my life. I guess you could say that ship has sailed. (laughs) <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, the shocker of the show in my eyes, Arcane Leon is teaming up with Marvel to release a Blade game. Yeah. I think that's going to be pretty cool. So, I am so stoked. The trailer looked cool as hell. Uh, they're they're getting headlines right now because they are not discussing whether it is an Xbox exclusive. I would imagine it is, but maybe this. Who knows? Maybe they're going to work out a deal where like PlayStation gets this and we get Wolverine. That'd be cool. <laughs> I'd be all for that. I love Wolverine. Do a trade. You get one. We get one. <laughs> uh, let's we see. Will, we'll need to make a lot more. Because uh, I also want Spider-Man to come. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, new game called The Last Sentinel. I don't remember much about that one. It was a sci-fi game. Uh, it it looks to be a pretty fast-paced action game. Would be my guess based on Cy- the trailer. Cyberpunkish, maybe. Yeah, I I I'm excited for it. I kind of want it just based on that trailer. <laughs> it looked so cool. Uh, Nexon's The First Descendant is hitting summer 2024. Cool. And then a game called Zenless Zone Zero is releasing in 24, and that's about all we know on that one. Uh, Mecha Break, this one looked like something you'd enjoy, Aki. Oh, I'm pretty sure I would fucking love that game. Uh, <laughs> it looks like it, it looks like you can probably build your own mechs in that, and I love when I can do that, because then I can make knockoff Gundams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, they finally announced the release date for Warhammer 40k Space Marine 2. Uh, the good news, it's coming out next year. The bad news, it's coming out in September. That was supposed to come yeah. out this year. Yeah, I honestly thought it was already out uh, nope. before that trailer had come up. Nope, still not out. Coming out September 9th. Uh, the Collector's Edition still looks badass, and I really want that thing. Yeah, you showed me oh. that forever ago. That's why I thought it was out forever yeah, ago. I know. <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, an extraction shooter called Exoborn is coming, although I don't really care about extraction shooters. Uh, Asgard's Wrath 2 is hitting VR MetaQuest 3, I believe. They showed off the Fallout TV show. Any thoughts on that? I'm excited. It's got some I didn't pay attention. I feel like they're going to do a good job with it. It's going to be the right balance of humor and, and seriousness and... And eh. blood. And guts, I hope. 
mean, <laughs> what, yeah. Uh, what what service is that on, or what what channel? Amazon. Amazon. Okay, it's a Prime show. Cool. Yeah. Got to collect them all. Got to get all the services. A <laughs> uh, new game called Palia is hitting the Switch December fourteenth for free. Cool. cool. I think that looked like a like a life sim kind of dealio. Mm. I don't remember too much about that. They they showed off a lot. I'm like, yeah, we're we're near the end here. Uh, Light no fires. The new game from the No Man's Sky team at Hello Games. Uh, they are attempting to create one world, just a massive world. It's what? Really what? <laughs> what Jacob? Well, they made them for what? Like, what do you mean for game? what? Like a massive world. Yeah, to explore. Yeah, you're going to, yeah it, it, it's kind of like No Man's Sky, except for you're on one giant planet instead of a giant universe. Yeah, not like a video game planet, but like a planet with like mountains that are miles high. So Minecraft. Uh, with realistic graphics. And probably significantly larger. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They had new DLC for Guilty Gear Strive, new DLC for Final Fantasy 16. Uh, Alan Wake 2 is getting New Game Plus on December 11th. That was announced Fuck. as they collected an award for Best Game Direction, mm-hmm. which is pretty Fuck. cool. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's fantastic. New Game Plus is always necessary. Uh, the finals got shadow dropped during the show. Which is Did like I try that. it? I have not tried it. I'm not into shooters. So. I don't know what exactly it is. What, what kind of game? Is that a multiplayer game? or I think it's like a 3v3v3 shooter kind of deal. Yeah, and it's like focused, teams focuses of three. a lot. Focuses oh, on that's destructibility. The- like things, you know, through, through walls and ceilings and yeah. knocking things over. Okay, I think I know the game now. Okay, It's also yeah. really hip with lots of masks and lots of like <laughs> like purple lightning and cool looking people. You know what I mean? Like that looks like that. I mean, purple has always been popular and it should be in everything because purple is the perfect color. Purple is the best. You like drops because the trailer had lots of drops in it. A lot of, lot of drops. That's all. Anyway, one final announcement at the game awards was monster hunter wilds, a new monster hunter game from Capcom coming in 2025. Yep. That's going to make a lot of people happy. That looked really good in the trailer. If the it action really did. is anything like the trailer, that's going to be big. Yeah, I'm not a big, mo- I'm not a Monster Hunter guy, but the trailer did look pretty awesome. Yeah, the hordes you, and you, stuff, you, the flock. You can upgraded Yoshi. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> you might notice there was one bit of news that was not discussed that was promised at the Game Awards, and that was the release date for Baldur's Gate Three on Xbox. Uh, apparently, they were supposed to announce it. As they accepted the award for best game of the year, which congrats to them. And uh, the announcement is that, hey, it's out. Yeah. yeah. So it's Baldur's Gate 3 is just out on Xbox Series X and S. So. They were rushed off the stage and didn't get, didn't get uh, the opportunity to say it. But uh, yep, there it is. Yeah, they rushed a lot of people off the stage. Yeah. Even they during the show, we're like, man, the, they're going to get played off. They're going to play them off. Yep, there it is. Hey, flute guy in the, the medley leading up oh, to... Oh, flute guy with his giant flute. He played, well, he played like, I don't know, a dozen different instruments in like this medley. It was crazy, and it was awesome, and I was super happy to see him again. I actually follow him on Twitter. I forget his name. I feel awful <laughs> right now, but... 
No, he's just like a really cool musician in general. So, yeah. Yeah, I love how excited he gets in those. Like, oh, yeah. how animated he is, he is, is just the best. Well, and he has to basically just like, oh, you get to sit on the, I don't, I don't care what your chair is. Like you are going to be on the corner. <laughs> so you have space to move, dude. Do yeah, he thing. doesn't need, he doesn't need sheets. <laughs> he doesn't need sheets. He just knows it, stands up and yeah, closes his yeah. eyes and wails. Rocks the fuck yeah, out. Much. I hope to see him f- uh, uh, forever in these. <laughs> I'm sure he, he will. was, he's one of the best parts of this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, really. Well, I, I don't think it was a very good show. I, you know, there were a couple of cool announcements, some really cool looking game trailers, but overall, like the way they rushed things in certain areas, the way that they delayed things in other areas, some segments just drug on way too long. I don't think it was a good show. Yeah, I'm never particularly impressed by the shows. I I really only care about the trailers that they release. I yeah. The awards themselves, I, I'm like, you could just post that somewhere. I don't care. All hey, Vision much. of Mana coming to Xbox. Ooh, baby. Yay. <laughs> the comment here about uh, no more uh, Bill Clinton crashers. Yeah. Did you, you notice the uh, the security was the security insane? The security was yeah. crazy. They yeah, had the they gate had up like, the whole length of the way and then like actual security guards standing at the middle. <laughs> I was waiting for the, you know, the the artist that was two rows back to try and join him on stage and the security be like, no, you know, you're, <laughs> you're one second late. Go sit down. Oh, fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, some stuff that wasn't at the Game Awards. Grand Theft Auto dropped the trailer on Monday. Mm-hmm. Coming out 2025 oh, yeah. for PS5 and Series X and S. Cool. Had some uh, interesting real world crossover that... Uh, Caused some Florida man in jail to like make yeah, a the statement. Florida Joker man. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess a lot of the stuff that they used in the trailer were like memes of Florida man stuff, like that they recreated, like the the twerking on top of the the car. That like that's a real thing. That's <laughs> yeah, it's gonna that's be a real back thing. In Vice City. So, but um, yeah, it looked good. The trailer looked insane, and the developers and some programmers are saying that. That's how the game is going to look. Cool. That's what they're claiming. So if that's legit, wow. I mean, look at Red Dead 2, you yeah. know, and it's been years since that, so I'm not surprised. Is that yeah. that's just modern stuff stuff, right? There there are no more backports, right? That's just new consoles and PC. Yep. Yep. Not PC. Just new consoles. Not PC. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure the PC version will come 2 years later for the same full price and run horribly at launch it's rockstar <laughs> uh atari the 50th anniversary celebration is getting an update with 12 new games jeez mm. yeah adventure 2 bowling double dunk maze craze mini golf moto rodeo aqua adventure save mary super football return a haunted house and circus from the 2600 and then warbirds from the Lynx. Oh, I remember Warbirds. That's weird. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool that they're updating the game with more more titles. And apparently they, got, they might do more in the future. They just got bought by Atari, so... Yeah. Uh, you know, there's incentive there, I think. Indeed. Oh, wow. Yeah, Digital Eclipse got picked up. So yeah, speaking of Digital Eclipse, they're, they're also going to release an interactive documentary based around Jeff Minter with over awesome. 40 of his games included. That's, a, that's, that's pretty, pretty dope. Yeah, including some one. rare prototype demos and crazy stuff like that. 
That should be really interesting. I'm all for that. Uh, Starbreeze announced a licensed co-op D&D game coming in 2026. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm interested. Yeah, that should be pretty interesting. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online, the expansion pass for N64 just updated on the 7th. We talked about this before, but the games are now live with 1080 Snowboarding, Harvest Moon 64, and Jet Force Gemini all available now. Nice. Yep. Then it's time for the bad news. We got our bad news block. Uh, EA is shutting down some more servers in March 21st with F1 2011 through 2014, F1 Race Stars, and Micro Machines World Series on the 360 all getting discontinued. And then Madden 20 is coming down April 15th. Hmm. Not surprising. I I didn't even realize that the uh, Micro Machines game was even still around. Yeah. You can't buy it, though, right? No, I don't think so. I mean, on disc. Well, yeah, but... Can't tell if I have it. I'm just going to see me do. I don't, I don't oh, wow. see uh, Happy news for Aki. Alone in the Dark got another delay to March 20th. Thank God. I'll be home then, and I <laughs> will be able to play it if we get it. So that's nice. <laughs> Uh, New World Interactive, the the developers of Insurgency Sandstorm have been shut down by Embracer. Damn. Yeah. Another one. Another one bites the dust. It's it's, uh, pretty depressing. Uh, Codemasters also suffered an undisclosed number of layoffs. Oh, that's always nice. And then League of Geeks, known for Armello, laid off half the company. Their mm-hmm. game Jumpy Odyssey is on indefinite hiatus, and the whole team the whole team of that game has been made redundant. Their other game, Solium Infernum, is slated to launch in February. I guess the future mm-hmm. of the studio will rely heavily on that game. Hmm. That's a shame. Yeah. yeah. No I pressure. Hear about these people getting all laid off like right before the holidays. Yeah. That makes it even better. Uh, last bit of news I have is Twitch is shutting down in Korea on February 27th due to costs to operate in the country. Huh. That's a shame. A lot of Korean Twitch streamers are, uh, going to be looking for new platforms. Uh, mm. oh, and then Thimber mentioning the In Invasion on Xbox. In In Games released six games this week on Xbox. Mm. Nice. Yeah, good stuff there. Uh, any other news anyone wanted to talk about? Aki, anything on your end? I'll go last, because I know the bit of news that I have, no one else does. Okay, Bree, any news? Um, there were some uh, Game Pass uh, announcements, like games coming soon, and specifically I was excited about uh, Nirvana Noir, which is a follow-up to Genesis Noir. Oh. So I was excited about that. There's a, another game called Open Roads that has Carrie Russell in it, which was kind of neat. Oh, that's fun. Um, and another one uh, is called Sopa. It's a some kind of narrative adventure, like um, Miyazaki-inspired, maybe like fantasy kind of thing. It's uh, pretty neat. It's all coming sometime soon. I think one of them might have had a, a date of like February or spring or something. But yeah, all all those. And then um, the other bit of news was that there's a new Vampire Survivors DLC. But why it's news? to me is because it will not have achievements. Yeah. Um, it is a they, crossover, isn't it? It is a crossover with Among Us. And um, I thought, I, I read their um, 
their emergency meeting bulletin that they put out on the Ponco Games uh, website that uh, talks about why they're not doing the achievements is that they actually love and respect achievements so much that they don't want to have like a licensing issue come down in the future and something be cost prohibitive or be delisted and then locking people out of a potential completion. And I actually thought that that was really nice and thoughtful of them. So yeah. yeah. I'm like dead by daylight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Should, well, Very the nice. good thing is stranger things is back with that, but just shows yeah. what could happen that by daylight exactly exactly but that All was right. it for me uh grant any news on your end that you want to talk about i don't think so they just got uh the orange box running at 60 frames on series x which i think is kind of cool but you nice. have to make it work it's this really convoluted process of having to boot the game on the 360 dump the save take it to your pc and hack it and then taking it i can't remember from from it's like somehow you get it to your your series x and then it, it basically exploits the save data and then you have to load the game and when it loads it runs great at 60 frames but you can't use the save system in the game so you have to rely on the uh sleep mode <laughs> to play oh, anyway but i was like i just was was just researching if it's possible to play orange box on on series x because i want to play half-life 2 again it's been a yep. while and mm-hmm. uh, couldn't, someone, couldn't we just say no? It's not possible. You know, it, that's, that's what the answer was last week, Jacob. <laughs> Legit last week, it wasn't possible. But now, if you want to hate yourself, you can play sixty frame uh, Half Life Two on Xbox. That's one of those discoveries where I just be like, "This is not worth. This is not worth it." <laughs> no, totally, nope, I, still not possible. I do. I always wondered, like, whenever they the, we first had the the the, the OG uh, Xbox jailbreak with, I think it was Splinter Cell and Mech Assault were the two games that had vulnerabilities in their save data, so you could hack your whole Xbox and turn it into a main box. <laughs> I'm like, who discovered that? Like, who was like, I wonder if it works with Mech Assault, and then try. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't know how these things get figured out, but it is kind of a fun aside so i don't know maybe one day there'll be a better was way the one play. 3ds game that got really valuable because there was an exploit with that like nano assault oh, or something i remember i remember that being a thing but i don't remember which one it was but yeah i know it was some like really common shooter that went up in price because you could do exploits on it yep hmm. uh no other news you want to talk about like uh performing at magfest Oh, that well, that's not, yeah, that's a whole different that's thing. That's new, yeah. baby. Metroid Metal. That Metroid Metal got announced as playing at this year's Mag Metroid Prime themed Magfest. Um, so very exciting, we'll doing, very very we'll exciting. Having a very, we'll have a, a very primey time, and uh, <laughs> and we we're, we're we're bringing some we have some special things we're doing, and we're very excited about it. So yeah, so Joe, we'll see you in a few weeks, buddy. Very cool. You uh, yep. need someone to feed you a donut on stage. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm your Gosh, man. Gosh, we gotta figure out a way to. That sounds like it. a sexual euphemism. It does, doesn't it? Feed you a donut on stage. Maybe it was one. I didn't realize it, but no, I was definitely fed a donut by Chris and Joe on, yeah. on stage. Good times. Yeah. yeah. Jacob, any news on your end? I do not have any news. You are useless, Aki. Always. Yeah. What is the news it's you not- wanted to talk about? It's just going to be news that I probably care about, but movie watch, more or less. Not really a movie. Uh, Netflix is making a Gundam show. 
It's going to be probably a short one. It's Gundam Requiem for Vengeance. And it's going to be focused on Zaku pilots during the One Year War. So the original Gundam. All right, hold hold on. So is this an animated show or live action? It's going to be 3D animated. It's using older style 3D animation. So it's not, you know, the best looking stuff, but it's still. So it's going to look like a reboot? Reboot. No, it's better than that. If you've seen Vexel or uh, Appleseed, it's going to look more like those. Oh, the more the more current Appleseed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's going to focus on this eclectic group of Zaku uh, pilots who are a diver- uh, diverse cast. So that's really cool. And they're going to be targeting uh, basically the prototype uh, RX-78-1 which is the one before the Gundam. So, yeah. Cool. When? Now is that... <laughs> like, now is yeah, the movie I know, also... Joe, st- is the movie also still happening, or... I don't know if the movie's still going to be coming, but... And I don't know how long this is going to be either. I'm pretty sure this is probably going to be a mini series of... Likely like six long episodes or something. Do they say when? I guess. No, they do not have a date. It's just coming soon. So could be in a few months. It could be next year. Who fucking knows? <laughs> I love this. I don't even care about Gundam, but I just want to watch one episode and then I want to hear you rant about it. You know? I, just, I have I'm, a feeling I'm not going to rant. I have a feeling I'm going to like it. Well, you could rant I, about I really how much like you like it. it. But yeah. Oh, I guess that's true. And trust I me, know. I will. I'm, ho- I'm hoping it's the next G Savior. I'm actually going to be watching that uh, this month sometime, probably. Why? Uh, I'm working my way through the entire Gundam franchise. Oh, and, uh, you poor child. Yeah, I'm on turn A right now, and it sucks. Uh, next I, I, had to be, I had to be baked to watch G Savior. I am excited to watch it. And for anyone who's like, what? Uh, it's a Canadian made live action. Well, the and Japanese it, funded it and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, it was filmed. The thing is, is that it feels like a late 90s syndicated Saturday afternoon uh, sci fi show. Like, hmm. honestly, like, I think it could have made like a forgettable but decent, uh, like, live action, as I said, syndicated Saturday afternoon show. Like you would have seen with like Hercules and Xena and like space uh-huh. above and beyond stuff like that. I think it could have been okay, but I mean, as a standalone project, it's absolute crap. Yeah. I, I, I always heard everyone compare it to, uh, the live action Dragon Ball Z made in America. Uh, so. all right. Hold on. Yeah. That's, that's a little, that's a little harsh. Uh, okay, good. I'm go glad it's far. not that bad. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was my news. So yeah. oh well, should we Joe, uh, should we Joe, move on to Joe? Joe, yes, yes. I just, I just, I have, I'm not doing my my due diligence here. I have to do. I have to report on one thing that did happen this week in in the world of pinball. Let's hear it. Hey, welcome to G Money's Ball Corner. We're going to talk about a new, <laughs> two new ga- pinball games that were announced this week. Real, real deal machines, not them virtual jams. We have Spooky Pinball, which is an, which is a, a boutique pinball company, just announced two games this week. Two games released at the exact same time. They have the same layout, 
but completely different art, completely different rules and sound packages for each game. One of those games is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So next year, when you're at your barcade, because they're not going to put this at the at the at the Dave and Buster's because it's TCM and looks looks pretty terrifying. You can play the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre pinball machine. The other machine they're making that is a mirror image of this. Not a, well, not a mirror image, but the same layout, different art, different sound. Is Looney Tunes. They actually have the what? Looney Tunes license. Tasmanian Devil, Bugs Bunny, uh, the a little like TNT crates, the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, so this one company is making two pins at the same time, one TCM and one Looney Tunes. And uh, you should look great. up pictures of it. It's pretty, it looks like a really that fun, really both cool. of them look really fun. So just had to share that. So this has been G's Pinball Corner signing out. Very cool. Well, should we move on to reviews? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, I guess it's time for... Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, first game to talk about tonight is Pinball M, developed and published by Zen Studios, released November 30th on Xbox One, Series X and S, PS4, PS5, and PC is a free-to-play game. Tables run $5.49 each, or there's a bundle of all four available for $19.99. Get ready to tilt into terror, the new horror-inspired pinball platform for fearless players. Prove your skills on the most sinister, gory, and badass tables ever brought to life. Grant, tell us about your time spent with Pinball M and the uh, the new tables that came out. Yeah, well, we've both been spending a little time with this. We've had some chats this past week about uh, this new package and these tables. Indeed. So, yeah, so uh, my guess is that, you know, they have uh, an E for everyone rating for the main Pinball FX platform. So, and they've clearly wanted to do more. Well, you could call them adult or, you know, horror or whatever, but they want to make more, they want to make a, a pinball platform where they can have their M rating. So they've broken out these new tables that are a bit darker into this new platform. So Pinball M, it, it it's built on the bones of Pinball FX, but it's a totally new platform with five tables at launch. One is free. Uh, the first one is Wrath of the Elder Gods. It's sort of a Eldritch, you know, Eldritch Horror, HP Lovecraft inspired uh, table that was, I believe, was a part of FX, right, Joe? Yeah, it's this is the director's cut. So instead of like green blood, it's all red blood and gory and creepy looking and tentacles and yeah, fun yep. stuff like that. So it's a it's a it is a new platform, and I'll say there's a lot in here. There's a lot more than there is in effects, and it's interesting. I, I would expect maybe just like a just a carbon copy of the effects platform, and then you know, but with you know blood or whatever and some new tables. But there's a bunch of stuff in here. There's a lot of meta game. Like you can when you play games, you earn tokens. The tokens can be used to spend on all kinds of things. You can change your your flipper bat colors. You you can change the ball trails. The have you know the fire behind the balls. You have these um, these banners that attach to your your leaderboard ranks that can be modified. All kinds of stuff. There's daily challenges. There's the full leaderboard treatment. There's tournaments. I guess events are coming soon. That's kind of a little you know coming soon thing in the menu. I don't know what that would be, but that's that's kind of interesting. So there's a lot of stuff going on in the wrapper around the actual games. Um, and there are, every table has a campaign. So you can, you play sort of a series of levels and it's all basic stuff. It's all like score challenges, time challenges, one ball, uh, stuff like that. And then every time you complete a, um, uh, a campaign level, you unlock new sort of ornamentation for the room that your machine is in. So 
every pinball table has a corner and the corner is just sort of an environment that matches the vibe of that table. So as you play through the the thing, which is one of the tables, as you play through the thing table, you unlock crates and holes in the wall and then eventually your dude in his big uh, Antarctic outfit with his flamethrower standing next to a pinball machine. So it's it's all ornamentation, it's all extra, but it is kind of fun and it's an incentive to kind of to kind of go through a, a path for each table. Um, uh, and every another thing that is interesting is every table has a practice mode um, with one hour of ball save. So if you just don't think you're very good at pinball and you just want to play all the modes, go through the wizard modes, check out the multi-balls and not have to worry about losing because you're going to lose because that's how pinball works. Um, you can just play for an hour. I did that with, uh, I think I did that with the Chucky table. Um, it took about 20 minutes, I think, to see, to, to blast through wizard mode and see everything. Um, and then the game just sort of restarts, uh, with your multiplayer, multi, multiplayer, multiplot, multiplier carried over. (laughs) Um, but that was fun. I don't know if you tried practice mode at all, but man, if you just want to like, just flip some balls and not be stressed out because you got too many center drains or <laughs> it's the tables too mean. If you want to see the thing, I know the thing was driving you crazy. Oh uh, man. We'll, we'll get to that one. We, we'll we should probably that. discuss we'll, all the tables. I agree. Briefly. I, I okay. oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I was just, I just made like three good and bad things about each table that I wrote out. I wasn't really sure yeah. how to talk about each one, but I have some things that I thought would be, and I would love to hear your opinions on these two. All right, well, um, let's start with Chucky. Chucky's killer pinball, uh, obviously based around Child's Play franchise. What do you think of this one? It's a pretty creative table. Um, it it looks really good, really matches the vibe of the franchise. Um, it has a really cool flipper on the left side that's kind of hidden over way off on the left towards the top. Um, it's called the Razor Flipper. And you essentially can shoot, as you shoot a certain target, it will activate the razor flipper, which lets you flip it into a different different ramp. Uh, Kind of a neat addition. Really liked it. Um, I really like the smash jar. Did you get to the point where you could bust the the jar open and release all the marbles onto the table? Uh, And then you could flip them all back out and just like kind of treat it like multi-ball. It's like multi-ball, but if, if the balls hit each other, they break. Yep. And it's 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 neat. It's really it's just kind of a creative little thing that I would not it have caught me off guard a, the first time it happened. I wasn't really sure what was going on. Exactly, and they have different, slightly different physics too. But um, there's some there's some creative stuff in here. Uh, I will say that the I, some things I didn't quite like about the table. There's there's an axe shot that's really cool because in in pinball there's there's spinners that spin when you flip up a ramp and just just flip forever. Um, but there's an axe, there's an axe shot that I feel like is completely under you underutilized. Like it, it will just increase your jackpot, but that's kind of one of the most boring shots in pinball is increasing your jackpot. Uh, it doesn't really do very much, uh, which is kind of a bummer. And there's a lot of reused VO lines. They pulled some stuff from the movies. Um, but you just find yourself hearing a lot of the same stuff over and over again, which can happen in pinball, but I feel like it's a little more than usual and, and Chucky. Um, and the other thing is that the. I feel like I lose momentum a lot in this game. I feel like I hit stuff and then the, the ball just sort of flops back down to the flipper. And it, I feel like it happens a lot more in this game than in other games. Uh, but what do you think of Chucky? I like Chucky. Uh, I didn't have a problem with the voice lines in this one. Uh, there's another one I'll talk about that I, I had issues with the voice lines just repeating. Uh, I thought Chucky was pretty cool. I could not land that razor shot for the life of me. Uh, yeah, it's hard. I think is this one that has the middle hidden area mm. where where it goes into the middle of the table. I 
forget if it's this one or it might have been Duke. Oh, I think it's Duke that does that. I didn't yeah. play Chucky as much as the other ones, but I, I did enjoy yeah. my time with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought I, it's, it's 549. Your thoughts on Chucky? Um, Chucky's okay. I actually listed these. I ranked these from favorite to least favorite, which we can talk about. Uh, yeah, it, right. It's near. It's closer to the bottom for me, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, maybe. I think I at the but, bottom for you, we talked about this, is the next table, Dead by Daylight. You said you didn't like that one much. I don't, I don't like Dead by Daylight. Um, I, I feel like the layout is really, is really good. Uh, it's a, it's the shots are very clearly marked and everything, but I feel like it, the rules are just weird and don't work with the game very much. You, you choose whether to play as a survivor, survivor or a killer, and then you get to pick from one of the survivors or pick from one of the killers and that changes your perks. So the idea is, is really cool, but, and you, and you have to like, if you, as a survivor, you have to repair generators and protect people and stuff. Um, and the art's really good. And as this magnet loop, that's kind of cool, but also not that great at times because it gets overused. Um, <laughs> that but I that just feel is like definitely one of the, the low lights of the tables. That yeah, at first it's like, loop. oh, cool. It's oh, cool. I get to use this magnet shot. But then it just, it, it's, it, it always turns on. You should, be, you should have to activate that thing. That's the way they normally design the magnet shots like that. But it just turns on all the time. I just feel like the rules are kind of bad. It feels like the shots that aren't, trying to uh, to uh, achieve a goal don't matter so if you're playing a pinball game and only one ramp is lit and when you shoot the other ramps you might get points but there's no sounds there's no feedback that you don't feel like you're you're getting points it's not that satisfying so you're just trying to like fiddle the ball and try to get it up that one ramp uh and then there's lots there's generator percentages and some stuff that wasn't completely clear to me um and then i just feel like the bat the the, the vo is really weird in this table it's dead by daylight and then this every t you you lock a ball and she goes ball locked and it's just very strange i don't know I, it's just odd it, just, it, it rubs me weird very strange but so i i just i feel like the rules were not quite there for this table it doesn't feel like you're getting um any rewards for doing anything other than hitting the exact spots they want you to at all times that's fair I, it, it makes sense in a mode where you're like, oh, this is the this is the special ramps mode, this, and, you know, and you have to hit the ramp to complete the mode. But the whole game's kind of like that, and so I like the layout, but I didn't really dig the table uh, overall. What do you think? I I enjoyed the art design of the table. I think it is an awesome looking table. It is a great uh, looking table. I think they they wasted too much of the middle of the table with that loop, magnet loop. Yeah, And it did get annoying, although I do appreciate the fact that I could actually hit the skill shot regularly. Yes, so. it did have a good, yeah, good skill shot. And I feel like it's a play, very playable table. I like the layout. It's just, I just feel like the rules aren't, it doesn't, I guess it's more of a mission-based table than a points table, but yeah. I shouldn't, I shouldn't shoot a ramp and feel like I did nothing. Yeah. Um, that kind of, that's not amazing, but yeah. Uh, what about uh, Duke Nukem's Big Shot Pinball? I thought this was the one that just repeated the voice lines way too much. Yeah. I have it, to hear it, about that girl's tan lines one more time. Oh, I, <laughs> you're right. Check out my tan lines. Check out my tan lines. What do you think of my tan lines? Um, yeah, so the, the, the audio in this game is dead on as far as like capturing the feel of the game. Oh, Great yeah. the, the music, the music, the the sounds, the shotgun sounds, like everything is pulled straight from the game. So the spirit of the game is absolutely there. It's a very '90s feeling table, um, but yeah, there's a lot. There is a lot of repetition. 
uh, there's a, a video mode in it where you it actually changes to a full screen of Duke Nukem and you move the the your gun back and forth to shoot people. And it, I, at first I was like, this is the most amazing thing ever, but it's only really fun the first time because it's kind of yeah. sluggish. You know, you always yeah, end up there and you're like, oh, fuck. All right. Um, and I found the goals I'll, I'll get the prompt and I'll just switch to like the electric one, even though yes. I'm terrible. Like I can hit that cinema every fucking time, except when I have to hit it for that electric one. I can't yep. hit it for the life of me. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's a rough one. Um, yeah, the good and the goals are a little confusing, uh, sometimes in the table, but uh, you know, it is a, I, I don't see myself spending as much time in, in Duke, but it, it's got some fun stuff, but yeah, it is a bit repetitive, but, but you know, the game, a lot of the audio is in the game as well. Maybe we just notice it more here. I don't know, but maybe, yeah. So and then, Duke. uh, last one is the thing. That's the next table. to last one. We, we didn't talk about the wrath of the elder gods table, but, um, uh, I I like the thing a lot. I think you had a bigger problem with the center area draining too much. Um, oh my god! I, <laughs> there's, there's one there's one thing that this table doesn't do, which a lot of of uh, the more recent pinball effects tables do that I hate, and that is whenever you you roll your ball down the inline in lane, which is what feeds your flipper, it turns a light on, right? And then you use the flipper buttons to change the light position. A lot of the new tables, for some reason, will take the... If you roll over a lit lane, it takes the light away. And I feel like one of the rules in pinball is you shouldn't take away points from the player. Yeah. And I, I and, and a lot of... Some of the tables do this. This one does not, which I like, um, which is good. Uh, I feel like it's pretty, it, you can, it's pretty readable. It's not too wide. Uh, I also like that the modes aren't timed. So when you start a mode and to do something, you have time to do it. You don't have to worry about like a 15-second timer counting down. Um, and I just love the thing. Like I'm a big thing fan, so it just makes me want to watch the movie. Uh, I think the play field's really ugly. It. <laughs> I don't know if it was a problem with the license where they had to use the art exactly as it was in the poster, but I feel like it really feels like a guy that just slapped the Blu-ray art on the play field and then and smacked some some of the the icons in for the for the lights for the ramps and stuff. Um, so I, it just the other tables are beautiful, and I feel like this one. Got the shaft there, unfortunately. Um, like you Actually, said, a lot of don't center- mind the design of it, but the my biggest issue is that center drain. It's yeah. Like if you're if you're playing a timed mode that has unlimited ball save and it auto shoots the ball, if you don't touch the flippers, it drains directly down the center. There's yeah. nothing you like. Right. You have the to hold only the thing you could do is hold the left yeah. flipper out, and right. and it clips it just barely, and it bounces up. If you hold yep. the right flipper, it doesn't do anything. If you don't touch the flippers, it just drains down the center. It, it doesn't middle, bounce yeah. anywhere. It doesn't give you a shitty bounce. It just shoots directly down the center. And I think right. that's, that is awful design right there. Yeah, it's a bad design choice. Absolutely. 100%. They need um, to fix that ramp and have it yeah, that, like, that, that, adjust that. the angle of it just a little. Yeah. Yeah. I also didn't like the winter storm. I don't know if you hit the winter storm where it changes the I did not hit the storm. all around. Uh, it basically changes the wind from left to right and blows your ball everywhere, and it's a pain in the ass. Interesting. Um, so, but that's yeah, I sucked but at I, this table. I, like I was, I, I could not score well on this table for the life of me. I gotcha. just, I, I lost way too many balls way too easily. This is absolutely my least favorite of the pack. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and Wrath of the Elder Gods. What did you want to discuss uh, about just- the director's cut of this one? Yeah, uh, I I feel like it's got a it, well. This is all theirs, right? They're not having to deal with any IP or anything. So I feel like it's the best 
it's the best vibe, the best sound of any table. I, I, I think it's clear they could just do whatever they wanted. Um, I feel like the goals are, are clearly defined. Um, I, the outlanes are really hungry. Ball always shoots off to one side or the other. It was kind of a, a pain to manage, but you can, you can, you can deal with it. Um, also not quite a fan of the voice acting in this one either, but it's not, it's not that bad. It's just, there's this lady. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm a fan of, of her performance here either. It doesn't quite fit with the elder God theme, but I'm not, I don't know, not really sure, but, uh, but it was an overall really fun table. It feels a lot like the free table they had on the original pinball effects, like the, the, uh, camera, what it's called, but it's, it's a good sort of introductory table to this package, I think. And it's the one that's free when you download the, the client. Yeah. Well, the, as we said, the pinball M client is free to play and comes with wrath of the elder gods. Uh, the other tables are five forty nine each or the pack for 20. What are your thoughts on everything? Um, I really, I really like a, a lot of what's here. I had, I enjoyed my time with pretty much in every table except for Dead by Daylight. I don't think I'm going to be playing that um, <laughs> very much. My favorites are Wrath of the Elder Gods, The Thing, Duke Nukem, Chucky, and Dead by Daylight. Um, couple things that I will we'll mention there's a couple there are a couple glitches that actually sent to the developer one is there's a brightness glitch so if you set your table brightness up uh, and then you start a different table you have to go to the options menu and jiggle that handle again before the brightness will kick on because um, I like playing with the bright tables so that's kind of a bummer I also feel like the leaderboards are pretty crappy shot, right now yeah. Yeah. They, they're either broken or they don't load quickly and they don't do what they used to do where they when you boot the game up it will say hey joe cam beat your score and chucky better get your ass over there and beat him back and it uh, has like live table leaderboards as you creep up on someone's score it's like you're forty thousand points away exactly exactly and there's a, there is a community feed on the home page but you can't act on it it will say someone beat your score but it won't be a friend and you can't just click a button and start that table. So it's a little, there's some stuff they need to figure out, but I really like this package. I think it's the most I've, I've fun I've had playing like a new packages and stuff in a while. And I think a lot of it maybe is the wrapper and the tokens and unlocking things uh, and the campaign stuff. But uh, I, I really I like wish, it. I wish the features that are in this game were in FX. Yes. Because I hope that's the, the next step. Yeah. The features in this game make me wish that there were more than five tables because it, it just encourages you to play as much as you can across as many different tables as you can, but it's, it's just limited to five right now. And I, right. I know way back when, when we talked with Mel the one time, he kind of let slip that Bethesda was still in the works. I wonder if we'll see them in pinball M. Yeah. I mean, any of the kind of more mature tables, I'm sure could come over here. I remember you mentioning that you kind of wished you could bring your FX library in oh, here. Yeah. Is the here is better. Um, so hopefully they can mirror some of the stuff on the FX side too. Uh, cause that's the stuff that keeps people, keeps you wanting to play, you know, just one more game, that whole thing. Cool. So your official so, verdict. Uh, I really like it. I really, I feel like there are some tweaks they need to do to, to the, uh, to the platform, which will get done because they're just their bugs or things that need to get resolved. But I really like it. I feel like it's a good deal for five tables. Uh, cool. And it's definitely the best um, environment they've created for playing tables. There's a lot of incentive to keep playing there. You're only going to, for now, you're only going to get in this package. So unless you're against the more adult D tables, the less colorful ones, um, I think it's a winner. Yeah. So, and it's, it's yeah. weird to hear fuck in a pinball game. Yep, it is. <laughs> it sure is. Chucky's a 
Chuck, yeah, man, Chucky's a dick. <laughs> I kind of forgot Chucky was a dick. You it know? might be weird to hear that in a table, but it's not weird to hear it in our fucking reviews. So that's right. True. Very true. M-rated review for an M-rated pinball package. Fucking A. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, Grant, that is it for you. You going to stick around or are you heading out for the night? I'd love to hear the reviews. So All right. Well, uh, then we shall move on. The next game, Turok 3, Shadow of Oblivion Remastered, developed and published by Night Dive Studios. Released November 30th on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4, PS5, and PC for $29.99. The Turok Trilogy is available in a bundle for $59.99. Finish the hunt in this epic finale to the Turok Trilogy, picking up immediately after the events of Turok 2, Seeds of Evil, with dual protagonists Joseph and Daniel Fire, Seed of the Turok Family Tree, as they battle the titular antagonist Oblivion and its followers, the Flesh Eaters. Jacob, what is going on in Turok 3, Shadow of Oblivion Remastered? So Turok 3 is kind of interesting. Um, I honestly don't even remember this game coming out <clears throat> way back in the day. <laughs> and I think it just like kind of got ignored. Um, I mean, cause I remember Tomb Raider being like having its uh, day in the sun uh, at the time. And Turok 3 compared to the other entries in the series that I've played, this one's kind of different. Um, I mean, first off spoilers, uh, the, the main hero, uh, that we've been playing as, uh, dies in like the first like five minutes. Um, and so like after like a weird intro, which takes way too long for its own good, um, you have the chance to play as one of two characters, uh, and neither of them are particularly memorable and I don't remember their names, even though you just rattled them off. Um, how do you Joseph and Daniel thank you um and the main difference is is that uh Joseph's a little bit quicker and Danielle's able to like jump higher and uh I think she has more health and it's just like okay um oh Joseph's a bit sneakier I think yeah uh she's more weapons adept anyway uh, so then you can go through the levels, uh, pretty much as you'd like, um, depending on your play style. Like if you want to go through everything and be all sneaky, sneaky, you can, if you want to just blow everything up equally good, um, you know, and there's a pretty decent like range of weapons. Uh, I was a big fan of like shooting things in the head with a bow and arrow. Um, that was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, like the level design is kind of interesting uh, because a lot of the levels, there's like at least uh, more than one way that you can go about it. And so there's definite replayability in this game, um, but it's just, I don't know, uh, compared to like the first two um, and that one that came out on Xbox 360 years later, it's just this one kind of feels like a, yeah, it's there. And like, I mean, it's not bad, but as I said, like, it's just kind of the there. remaster visually, like, is, do the graphics look crisp and clean? How's everything? I mean, it looks all right for a remaster. I mean, it's nothing to get excited about, but I mean, my thing is that it's just like, I can't see anybody buying this game and not having the others in the series already, or like just being like, oh yeah, I only want Turok 3. Like, I don't know. Like it, it, 
it feels like the weakest out of the trilogy. And so it's just like, I feel like I'd mostly have this one for like completion reasons, just so then I have the whole trilogy, which I do like that bundle uh, thing that you had mentioned earlier about like the first, like all the trilogy for like 55, 59, like that's an odd, like, I'm sorry, what? 59.99. Yeah. 59.99. Like, I think that's an awesome deal. Um, but this one by itself is just kind of, I don't know. It's just kind of, yeah, like it's not bad, but it's nothing to get excited about either. Like, I'm I'm glad that it got made, like you know that they remastered this so we can have a nice little pretty Tarak set all together. But this isn't like the immediate rush out and buy this. Sorry, rush out and buy this. So at thirty bucks, what is your official verdict? I mean, if you're a fan of the Tarak series, um, and you know you've been jonesing to like have this stuff on modern consoles, go for it. Otherwise, I would just say wait for a sale. Like, there's nothing wrong. Uh, specifically with the game, but it's just it's just kind of eh. It's just there, you know. Yeah, that is a lot of money, isn't it? I'm thinking about the like new games coming out for twenty to thirty bucks. Thirty bucks is a is a that's coin. It, it does seem a lot for a remaster. The other two were twenty. I'm not yeah. sure why there's an extra ten dollar price tag on this one. Those uh, came out years ago, though, didn't they? Uh, like I don't know how. How far back? Turok and Turok. Let me see. Because I think this one I got, I didn't get them until... Turok was 2018, and Turok yeah. 2 was 2018, yeah. Yeah, it's been a while, so I mean, it might just be like, this is the new price point for them. Maybe. But, but I mean, like, 30 bucks, I mean, it's just, since it's like a simple remaster, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I support it. Totally, sure. It's just like the new, the same company, New System Shock is like 27 right now hmm. so i don't it just feels I, you know i don't know it's just kind of that's that's a, a, a more than i would expect i guess yeah i, I think i would have uh, been better with 20 on this one but well that's also why i said wait for a sale on it yeah, yeah. totally or get the yeah. bundle if you don't have any of them and that way they're all 20 well, yeah, each. That too. They t- save 10 on the bundle but uh all right next game is orton was the case developed and published by woodhill interactive released november 29th on xbox one series x and s switch ps4 ps5 and pc for 14.99 orton was the case a free movement puzzle adventure game where you play as a youngster stuck in a time loop with a simple task of saving the world from literal destruction i don't believe this has any relation to snoop dogg's murder was the case but uh aki tell us what is orton was the case <laughs> Okay. In this, uh, you play as a dude who seems to live in an abandoned uh, school bus on top of a junk heap of other cars and things. Because, um, I don't know. Uh, And you have (laughs) no memory of who you are or what the hell's going on. And you find a picture in your house of you and some friends. And you're like, okay, let's go find my friends. Maybe they can explain who the hell I am and uh, why I don't know what the fuck is going on. And uh, very quickly, you find out that uh, you die and come back as the time loops. Uh, and it appears like a nuclear explosion has gone off near or inside your town, uh, vaporizing fucking everybody. And you find this out by spending like, I don't know, 15, 17 minutes playing the game, and then it happens. 
And then you find out uh, after you've gone through it the first time, you find out that's just the time period you have to play the game. Uh, and you go about trying to figure out all your lost memories is one of the main points of what you're doing. And for that, you have to find the different people that you know and figure out what they're doing and help them so that they can pay attention to you. Because uh, apparently walking up to your friends and being like, hey, yeah, I don't have my memory doesn't really matter that much to them, apparently, until you've, uh, you know, done what you whatever they want you to do for that day. Uh, so, you know, good friends, I guess. <laughs> uh, this game, it, it sounds pretty easy. Uh, and in essence, it kind of is. Because, uh, you know, it, it's just basically a point and click game. Um, however, in order to do everything, everything is on a time crunch. Um, so it, it's kind of hard just to get everywhere, especially if you're like me and you're slow as shit. Um, cause anytime you spend reading something that is time that's clicking down on the clock, it doesn't stop for you to read shit. Cause fuck you. That's why <laughs> anytime you sit and talk to somebody, Time's moving, because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> and uh, so it very quickly, it can just avalanche when you're just trying to finish this mission, and then boom, the bomb or whatever detonates, and you're fucked, and you have to restart the entire process all over again. Uh, and hopefully get there a little faster than you did last time so you can finish it. <laughs> um, you can also, at any point, you can just restart the loop because uh, some of the missions you do aren't going to take that much time, and you might be like, well, there's this other thing I wanted to do, but the time of that has already passed, so the rest of this loop is kind of a bust. You can just restart it anytime you want, uh, which is nice. Uh, it, your character doesn't kill themselves or anything, it just restarts. I thought it would have been funnier had they offed themselves somehow. That would have been hilarious. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, you, there's not a ton of people in the town. Uh, there's less than 20 people total and you have five of them, I think are your friends. Uh, but all of them have things you can do. Some of them open up new pathways for you, but a lot of them are little quests. So you can end up learning new information, uh, that you need. And not everything that happens in one loop is going to happen in the next loop. You can actually change things uh in loops by interacting uh, with people and doing some quests so they might show up in a different place in this loop than they did in the prior loop uh which is really interesting so yeah there's a lot to it that you can do but it's very difficult because of the time crunch <laughs> it is surprisingly it can get surprisingly tense uh and so i haven't actually finished the game yet because it is extremely tense uh i uh, i i guess you can probably beat this and probably if you figure out what you're doing and you're not useless like i am it'd probably take <laughs> you a few hours you're not um, useless jacob is i'm not that far behind his uselessness um so yes he is useless but i'm not that much more useful so yeah, that's true yeah well, this uh, one clocks and, and in at 15 bucks. What are your thoughts on Orton was the case? I think if you don't mind the visual style, because it is very grungy and made to not look particularly pretty, uh, if you can, if you're okay with that visual style, I think it's a total buy it. I think it's a pretty fun premise. 
uh, to play around with, and it plays really well. Cool. All right, next up, Chessarama, developed and published by Minimal Games, released December 5th on Xbox One Series X and S for $14.99. Chessarama is a collection of original puzzle and strategy games inspired by chess. It reimagines chess rules and tactics using many different themes. Each game has its own set of rules, a visual theme, and original handcrafted challenges for you to play. Bree, tell us about your time with Chessarama. So yeah, um, it isn't just like a chess game where you can play chess with other people or against an AI, but it's a bunch of chess puzzles surrounding different pieces and their movement rules. Um, there's four main campaigns, which have like 25 plus levels each. Uh, they're all on a different theme. So it starts out, um, you're cultivating a farm using knights and their L-shaped movement pattern. In the next area, you're doing uh, like soccer with rooks and bishops and other pieces too. <laughs> um, and you have to like pass the ball. You can't move whoever has the ball, but you can pass the ball to someone else and then they can use their movement phase to, to knock the ball in. And the king is always the goalie. It's a really cool, like different way to look at chess. Um, in the third area, you start doing uh, more attacking stuff. You have um, Lady Ronin, and you uh, she's a queen piece, so you get to, to move around in, in whatever direction you want and uh, figure out how to get rooks and other pieces to move in a way that you can attack through them and finally get to the king. Uh, and then the fourth area, you are a pawn... And you have to get to the eighth square, but along the way, there's a dragon attacking. So you have to position your rooks to protect you and they'll get burnt up by the dragon. And when you get to the eighth square, you become a queen and you use your, your fairy magic or whatever. You're like an elf queen in, in this chess set uh, to, to, to destroy the dragon, which is just really cool. Um, there's some other nice features in the game. You get uh, quotes on all the load screens. So they're either from famous chess players or quotes about chess. So you've got like quotes from like Bobby Fischer and you've got some quotes about chess from like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Just like a cool little thing to do in your load screen. Um, uh, when you hover over different pieces, it tells you not just what the piece is, but it shows you its movement pattern, which is really great for learning chess and understanding how the puzzles work. As you go through the game, there is um, like an experience point system and when you get the experience for completing levels and then there's challenges in most of the levels. So you might have to do something specific, like use an alternative strategy to or end on a certain point or use a specific like um, you might need to use a knight to make the goal in soccer versus the obvious choice, which is the rook or something. Uh, and the different challenges give you experience points, and those experience points are used to unlock all the stuff in the game. So um, once you get enough experience, you unlock the different campaigns and battles and all these other features. Um, one thing I haven't unlocked yet is the daily weekly challenges, but uh, that's something I've seen that will be available. There's a global leaderboard you can unlock, which I think shares data with other platforms. Um, Interesting. Yeah, because it's it's hard to tell, but there's a bunch of uh, like alphanumeric gobbledygook for my name <laughs> and several other names. So I'm not really sure what's going on with the leaderboard. There was a point earlier in the last day or two where it just wasn't even connecting to the global leaderboard. 
But uh, so they, so they might the be having a few little hiccups. Pinball M's leaderboards right now. Yeah, they're having some hiccups right now. <laughs> but um, I thought that was a neat thing that you get to unlock. Um, and of course, I mentioned there's like a kind of a boss battle for each campaign. And there's a replayability in that with different difficulties and challenges similar to like you have challenges in the different levels. Uh, and of course, once you unlock it, you can also play online chess matches against other live people. Yay. And I'm, I'm, I've played exactly one match. Because I'm going out on a high note, and I won with this really risky <laughs> move. Like, wow. I was like, I went in thinking like, all right, I'm going to run into some like absolute crazy awesome person who knows everything that they're doing and is really great at a real chess match. And like, I can't do the dumb things that I normally do with AI. And I was like, you know what? I used to play chess on my phone, and there was this really super risky queen move that I would do where you like move a pawn two spaces, and you move the pawn to the left, like one space, so you can move your queen out, and you start sweeping all the pieces on the right. And this poor guy did not know what to expect, I guess. And he just like fell for his one opening to stop this whole thing from happening. And I just, I wiped him. I was yeah. super proud of myself. <laughs> it was just like a really, really risky move, and it just totally worked. I was, it was great. Is it timed? Do you are you required to play within a certain time frame if you're playing online with people? There was a timer, but I, I didn't feel like I was limited by that because I kind of just was like not going into. Oh, I'm gonna like super stress over calculating all my moves, but there was a timer <laughs> at the top. Yeah, I just I couldn't believe I I went I tried this thing and it it totally worked. Um, I'm just yeah. imagining getting into a tense match online and you're literally you're chewing on your next move for like you know two minutes and oh, or, yeah, or no, you're I waiting think, to be played against that. I don't know if they would limit it to a certain amount. Yeah, of time I think it had like a four four minute something like at the top was what it looked mm -hmm. like to me. So yeah, I think you you did have a timer for that. Um, for chess, I think that's fair. I yeah, think so. yeah. So. Um, and then when you finish any of the areas, you unlock new chess sets to use in those, the, the online matches, which is pretty cool. So like you get a farm set, you get the soccer set, um, you get to unlock these by doing the different challenges in different areas, which is just like a cool, cool little incentive for like, hey, I just want to go play some online chess and, you know, in between my puzzles and I can not just play with the basic chess set. You know, I've unlocked this thing, which is also why I was scared when I ran into this person, you know, in the online was that he had a fancy chess set that he'd unlocked and I hadn't unlocked <laughs> anything. And I'm just like, oh man, this guy's got like more XP than me by like double. He's been playing this game. He totally knows what he's doing. No, he fell for it. I was just so shocked. <laughs> so good on me for remembering this like crazy, you know, queen gambit. But yeah, um, yeah. So, but I'm uh, I'm a big fan. This uh, this if you've um, played any of the other minimal games, there's some that are already on console and plenty on on Steam. Um, like the Chess Knight series and Knights Retreat have come over to consoles, and so there's there's things in there. If you've already played any of those games, you're going to be familiar with minimals, um, you know, chess puzzle concepts. Um, but this was bigger. So much bigger, and some of it got hard really fast. There's a point <laughs> toward the end of the farm section that I just can't get the last two levels because you have to move like four knights at the same time in tandem or separately, but you have to kind of you have to play multiple steps ahead, and it's all the same movement, but they're all going in different directions, and it just got crazy complicated. I couldn't even finish some of those levels. Like I'm gonna have to like really map that out and think about it. Um, 
some bad stuff besides the leaderboard. I did have some occasional audio stutters. Um, I had a dashboard at one point when I was trying to re-enter a level to do a challenge, and there are a few achievements that appear to not be unlocking for me on Xbox. Um, I'm going to reach out and see if anyone's talked to them about that yet and just, you know, see if I can help move that along. But um, other than that, like, totally enjoying the game. Those were like really minor things to me. So, Ooh, well, it clocks in at 15 bucks. What are your thoughts on Chessarama? I would definitely say it's a buy it if you if you like chess, if you like chess puzzles. Like I fell in love with chess puzzles in video games um, a million years ago. There's a game called The Seventh Guest, and it has this one chess puzzle where you can only use bishops and you have to move them all to the other side without like touching each other. And uh, I just I just love stuff like this, and I think they did a really good job with this collection. It's it's massive. There's tons of stuff to do in one big package, and uh, I really like it. So, yeah. Very cool. All right, next up, Evil Nun, The Broken Mask, developed by Keplarians, published by Feardemic, released December 7th on Xbox One, Series X and S, PS4, PS5, for $19.99, coming to the Switch in January. Uh, you've been invited to a, relig- a religious summer camp. When you arrive, it's not what you expected, and suddenly a nun hits you with a hammer. You wake up inside an abandoned school and you have to figure out how to get out. But to your surprise, you're not the only one trapped there. Aki, what's going on with Evil Nun? Okay. In Evil Nun, you play as just some kid. And it is not going well for you the fuck at all. You get off a little shitty van at the new summer camp. That's a nunnery. Not a very good summer camp. No offense to all the nuns out there, but no. Uh, and you, you, uh, you see this guy in a ticket booth. I don't know whether there's a ticket booth, but whatever. And he immediately shuts the the front thing so you can't see him. And you turn around and you get smacked in the face with a fucking sledgehammer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's you that's lost. your introduction to the game is getting smacked <laughs> in the fucking head with a sledgehammer. It is great. It is by this gangly, old, gigantic nun with the most fucked up teeth you've ever seen and red eyes. And you wake up in a room. And in the room, you have, I will be a good child or something written on a chalkboard, you know, a la Bart Simpson. And uh, the whole point is, now you have to find a way to get the fuck out of here. The problem with that is, that nun will hunt you down. And she will smack you in the fucking head with a sledgehammer and put you right back where you belong. Uh, <laughs> you you do have a certain amount of deaths that you can have before it just resets completely back to day one. And you have to start all over again. Uh, and that changes based on what difficulty you're playing. There's like five different difficulties. Um, and some of them are stupid hard. I know I've tried them on the stupid hard one, uh, cause there's achievements for beating it in different ways on stupid hard. And I've not been able to complete even the first step. So yeah. Um, however, if you play on easy, like I did, uh, you can switch between them in between runs. It's fine. They don't care. Uh, you have various different ways that you can get out of this place and escape. However, those different ways unlock as you beat the game. So with your first playthrough, there's only one way out. Your second playthrough, that way is still there, but you also get another way that you can get out. And when you beat that way, you get even more stuff that unlocks. Uh, Because 
unbeknownst to you at first, but it is shown very blatantly, the guy that slammed the thing uh, to hide himself uh, right before you got smashed in the head the first time, he's opening new pathways for you. So you can try and do new stuff in between runs. Uh, and it turns out you're not the only one there. There's also the souls, uh, I think. Maybe, maybe full children. I don't know. I haven't actually been able to save any of them. Uh, of other children here uh, that this nun has captured. And you are supposed to free them, uh, if you so wish. I mean, you can just ignore them uh, if you want to, but that'd be pretty dickish of you. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, after you get out every time, you just continue. You don't start a new game. You continue. You're put right back at the first place. You get to choose whatever difficulty you want to play it on, and then you get a new way out. Uh, I think in total, there's four, I believe, four different ways out. Uh, the first three unlock one after another, and the fourth one, you have to do a whole bunch of shit to unlock it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, the these aren't particularly long on on the surface anyways yeah. uh for instance like the first area you're in because there's a few different areas that you go through uh all one level uh the first one's like a little dormitory and then there's a small school building and a small uh eatery and a small laundry room and that's basically it that's all there is but there's maybe a dozen two dozen rooms between them all and it takes a while simply because you have to avoid this nun. And yeah. she's like a bloodhound. It is <laughs> painful. Uh, and on Fucking harder yeah. difficulties, she's faster than you. And she will open places where you can hide. So, you know, fun times. Oh, and you can't kill her, by the way. Because uh, you do get access to things that can uh, knock her out for a little while after your first two runs, I think. You know what else is fun times? The fact that Javor's just sub for the 13th month. Javor's, thank you so much for hanging out and for the sub. Love having you hanging out. Uh, always good seeing you. you. Enjoy the kitty cat emotes. Uh, Aki, evil nun Ooh. clocks in at $20. What are your thoughts on this one? I, I think I like this one more than Horton was the case. I am so totally for this. It is fantastic. It looks amazing. Like yeah, it, between, it is between really this, good. I just I'm gonna go buy an. I'm gonna go up and tell my wife I'm buying a chess game and an evil nun game. Probably tonight. <laughs> Do you is, have kids? No. Oh damn! I was about to say play play the nun game in front of your kids and tell her that or tell them that she'll get them if they're not nice. Tell them it's tell, tell them <laughs> it's Roblox. Aki, you're. I think you're more <laughs> yes, evil I than am. the nun. Yeah, oh God. yeah, I'm I'm a monster, and I know. Ember says it's none of your business. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. damn! <laughs> Everything's my business, though. Hmm. Uh, all right, next game: Rising Dusk, developed by Studio Stoby, published by Shinyadin. This one's coming out next week, December fourteenth, on Xbox One, Series X, and S, Switch, PS4, PS5, for nine ninety nine. Enter the world of Rising Dusk land permanently in the hours of twilight and inhabited by an assortment of ghouls take control of tamako a young girl trapped in the realm of yokai can you navigate this perilous land and reach the strange new mountain on the horizon the only way forward may be to avoid every coin in this puzzling 2d platformer brie 
What is going on in Rising Dusk? So, yeah, less less of an action platformer, more of a strategy puzzle. Um, there are sections where there is more platforming than, than puzzle, but uh, really you need to think of this more like a puzzle. So let me try and explain this. There are numbered blocks that you jump on or walk across that the number corresponds to the number of coins you've collected. So if you have zero coins, you can walk across any numbered block. But it's a double-edged sword because if you have the number of coins higher, the block disappears. So if you have Damn. one, it so so there might be an entire bridge made out of the number one. And if you have two coins or one, you know, you're screwed. You cannot pass that section. So um, in order to get to some collectibles, though, you have you might need uh, less than two coins to jump up a platform, but then you might need six coins to be able to pass through a barrier that's around it or 12 coins to get around these different barriers to get to the collectibles. So you're going to have to replay a lot of these levels if you want all of the different things, if you're trying to get the collectible objectives or you're just trying to get through the level. But overall, you want no coins or, or low coins. Thankfully, there are carefully thought out checkpoints in the game, although there are some challenges for not using checkpoints ever. I don't know that I could ever do that. Um, but but yeah, there's there's so many sections that will bar your progression. Uh, so yeah, you really have to employ your strategy. Um, the setting of the game is super fun. It's a bit like Spirited Away. You've got 16-bit side-scrolling graphics. You're this little girl wandering through the land with all kinds of yokai, which are like spirits, monsters, and demons. There's Kappa. There's Tanuki that'll steal your coins. There's other monsters that push you around. Giants will give you a ride through different parts of the level. Um, the fairy tale folklore aspect is probably my favorite part of the game. Um, there's three different kinds of collectible, primarily. The Manekineko, which is like the, the lucky cats, the little beggar cats. Um, they can be used to unlock challenge levels. Um, there's bones. I don't know what the bones do. Um, there's cassette tapes. There's actually a club in the game you can walk to anytime. And you can use all the cassette tapes you've unlocked to basically just use this little boombox and replay all the game music. Which is good, because the music was really good in this game. Nice. Um, the collectibles can all be gotten in other ways, um, not just in the level. Sometimes they're done through challenges or other weird things. I ran into, there's a section in town where I had found this collectible that was like a hand. I had no idea. I'm like, oh, this is a different kind of collectible. This isn't a bone like the other bones. This is just a hand. And I walk into this town and I'm talking to all the different characters. And one of them says, oh, I see you have a spare hand. Let me take that off your hands. And uh, I'll give you this instead. <laughs> and so he, he gave me an extra cassette so I could play some more music. Uh, so there's lots of hidden secrets to find as you're replaying different parts of the level. There's like some stuff that's not just the, the typical level that are um, like there's this old lady demon thing that you talk to and they give you secrets about the different levels. But uh, you, you have to can choose to keep talking to them or run away. And I don't know, it seems RNG, but at the end, there's one of those lucky cats that you need to collect at some point. And I still haven't figured out how to get there. <laughs> um, but back to the gameplay. Ultimately, you want to avoid all the coins, especially if you want all the achievements, because there is 
one achievement for getting less than 20 coins in the whole game. There's also an achievement for getting more than 2,000. So different tactics, multiple playthroughs. Um, But that made the game a bit tedious for me. Uh, You have to backtrack a bunch in some of the levels or die repeatedly at your checkpoints because there are a lot of times I felt the precision was really lacking in the platforming controls. And that made it more frustrating than enjoyable. Um, There were times I could not figure out how to get to the collectible or how it was even possible to get through an area without a coin at all. Like I was missing some sort of unlockable ability, like a double jump or something. I just, I cannot even fathom after repeatedly picking at it, jumping at it, trying new things, how it would even be possible to get to that thing in the level. Um, There are over 20 levels. There are boss fight levels. Took me a little bit to figure out what I was supposed to even do in the boss fight. Uh, Once I finally figured it out, it was very satisfying. It was a nice twist on the mechanics. But again, it puts you in a situation where in order to pass the boss, you're required at minimum to use coins during the level. And um, you can leave the level without the coins because you have the Chinooki to give them to. But I don't know how that works in terms of the not using coins later on down the road for the achievement. Um, There's another boss fight that was really cute. You have to wash a giant foot by putting a wash tub underneath (laughs) it and let it stomp while you jump out of the way. It was really cute. But um, it was a it was an odd game. It was an it was a twist. Like it had this retro vibe to it while still feeling modern, which was great. But um, there was something about it that was just ultimately frustrating. And uh, yeah. Well, it clocks in at ten bucks. What are your thoughts on Rising Dusk? So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a try. It. Um, I I thought that it was more i spent more time frustrated with aspects of the game than i did enjoying the challenge of it but it was so different to what is out there for that style of game it was nice to just have something different to play with something new some some different angle on it um i think it's it's worth a look but um just be aware that the platforming aspect is a little lacking Well, we got one final game to talk about tonight. That is called Cetris, developed by Zoo Corporation and East Asia Soft, published by East Asia Soft. Released November 22nd on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4, PS5 for $4.99. Relax and enjoy brain-teasing block puzzles with the chill undersea theme. Cetris is a block-arranging puzzle game in which players fit various shapes and into empty squares on the puzzle board and fill all the empty squares to clear the stage. Pieces must be rotated and flipped to fit together and successfully placed in the right order. Jacob, what is Cetris? So Cetris is pretty much just as you described it. Uh, Each level, and if I remember correctly, there's 80 uh in the game um yep and so far or not so far but it's just some of the puzzles make out pictures like fish or jellyfish or like plants stuff like that and some of them i think are just puzzles some of them i I, like i don't know and uh, like at first like i was wondering if like there was supposed to be like some sort of like well you know you put the green piece here because you know and then it makes a nice like little picture thing and some levels it seems to work well other ones it's just like no it's seriously just you have to flip everything and just you know constantly pound sand until you finally get the solution (laughs) um and i will say this one of the things I do appreciate about the game is that like 
it'll be like three or four levels of like, okay, I got this figured out. I could do this. And then it'll just absolutely cream you with like one puzzle that like, you'll just be going nuts over for like the whole entire e- for the rest of the evening. Yeah. And then uh, like the next day you're like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, a couple of, you know, movements later and you figured it out. Um, and so I do, I do enjoy the fact that this is like a definite, like pick up and play, but it always wanted, made me want to like come back to it too. Um, just because I want to get every single level, uh, currently it's sitting at 200 gamer score for 2000. those achievement hounds out there. 2000. Yeah. Yeah. I said 2000. You said 200. Whatever. <laughs> anyway anyway with and it looks like there's probably going to be more because the 2000 does not cover every single puzzle in the game um so i would bet that there's going to be some title updates down the future to keep longevity with this game yeah, um but yeah it's you know i mean you're going to be dealing with the same like three or four tracks of music um and puzzles of varying levels of frustration but honestly like i was like this is kind of like uh my new Pauggy games because like i used to like play these at like late at night you know just as like a form of like relaxation uh and i've beaten or i've beat most of the uh um those uh crud lightwood games and so honestly moving over to zoo corpse games now that this is the first time i think i've ever played one on xbox i'm like all right cool this is my new bag so i mean it's not it's not it's not i was like graphically it's like it's not the most impressive thing ever but at the same time you're also not like we're not here for the graphics we're here for the puzzles so puzzles you know uh so don't you know don't be expecting too much from it but this (laughs) is a this is a pretty good brain teaser especially for five bucks you know what game you would enjoy as well if you enjoyed this one it's called save room yeah i have it okay i love that game yeah, Save Room's pretty good, too. I like it. Nice. It's a good survival horror I could play in front of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, you can play them all in front of the kids. You just might have to deal with them having nightmares. Yeah. Or somebody Jesus. calling CPS on me, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that is it for this episode. We made it through. Uh, you didn't ask if everybody. I recommend it. You said for five bucks, you would get it. I mean, but all right, yeah. That's okay, fair, what's I your guess. official verdict? Well, Zoo Corporation. Hopefully, I'm back in your good graces as being your least favorite social me- media uh, coordinator. But yes, I do recommend this being purchased for five bucks. Cool. All right, now we're at the end of the show. Uh, thank Yay. you everyone for coming, hanging out. Grant, thank you for being here with us and keeping us company. You're welcome. Love it. I'm, I'm glad you gave yourself a round of applause. No, I gave you a round of I gave Jacob oh. a round of applause. Yeah, Jacob oh. doesn't deserve that. <laughs> you know what? The soundboard is only fun for the person pushing the buttons. Isn't that like a isn't that universal? Right? Mm, true. It's like every true. You've ever heard, and it's like someone's over there having a fucking ball and everybody else is anyway. So I, I love the soundboard because I could be like, hey Jacob. Hey Jacob. <laughs> what what? Go fuck yourself. Thanks. <laughs> uh, music this episode uh grant why don't we play something from you this fucking show you love it <laughs> what do you I'm think grant we'll play some from you this episode 
we've got some uh okay. some christmas tunes of yours uh we will play something uh with sleigh bells uh s-l-a-y yes sweet you're gonna you're gonna oh. slay that track slay those bells indeed <laughs> go buy some games you guys talked about some fun stuff i'm just i'm just like <laughs> i was gonna i was gonna buy a teardown for xbox and i'm just like maybe i won't maybe i'll just fucking play chess and kill nuns or something i don't know there you go yeah. I, I thought teardown was okay like yeah. it's a lot it's a lot of stealth yeah I, that's my understanding like i, I i'm attracted to the aesthetic and the destruction but I, I don't know if as a game i'm gonna want it but trust me the stealth like if you're into stealth that's cool but I fucking hate if, stealth it, hate like it. it's a weird like <laughs> stealth and speed runner like and like when you get to blow up shit it's cool but like the stealth parts i'm just like uh it's stealth stealth and, and escort missions are my kryptonite so i don't know i might have to do a little more research that's too bad anyway so chess yeah chess well there's also uh you know dead space deluxe edition it's oh yeah i got that there's a lot of ea stuff on sale there's been a lot of sales going on but uh that's true yeah we're we're missing the point it's the end of the show i'm gonna wrap this up does anyone have any final words to end the show nope golf clap dot wave (laughs) 